0: All right, today is Friday, May 14th, 2021. We've got another two for you. Hope you enjoyed Wednesday's episode with recurring guest Mark Sessler from around the NFL and NFL Network, as well as three time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross. If you haven't listened, you can still listen to this one. Definitely go back and check it out. Always remember to subscribe, rate, and review to Von Verde Review. And we check out video, video full videos on YouTube and clips on social media you can follow us at UFR podcast we really appreciate all the support um want to touch on a couple things today before we get to today's uh, show um great news today from the CDC um masks are done we did it a year it's over no more masks unless you want to unless you want to keep wearing them you do you but the mandate is done except for I think planes trains buses maybe boats. I might've just made up boats. I'm not sure, but we did it. I get that there's some other stuff going on with the variants, but you got to make people feel that the vaccine is safe. And by doing this and showing people you are immune and you are protected, more people are going to go out and get it. And I think it's a great job by everyone involved. And I can't wait to stop fogging up my glasses going when I go anywhere. I'm not sure when it kicks in at restaurants or bars or stores, hopefully soon, but there's going to be no more debates over the masks. People can finally just stop. And hopefully this incentivizes more people to go out and get vaccinated or learn more about it and then make a fair decision for themselves. One other thing I wanted to touch on, um, Wednesday was scheduled release day. Um, I, I I don't see the point. If we know who the teams are playing, we know where they're going to be playing. Um, I, I don't, I don't get the whole big deal of making this a big, big thing. When there's leaks in the morning, and we know kind of some of the games, but not all the games, you're going to put the pieces together. It's, it, I just don't get it. I, I like to take the, I like to take the NFL schedule in once week to September. I like to take it in week by week. and just kind of act. I, I know who Washington's going to be playing. I don't know the order. But for all the teams, I kind of like you just enjoy all the games on a Sunday, you sit down, you watch your one o'clock games, you got flip on to red zone here, Scott Hanson, going back to back to back, checking your fantasy matchups, get the one o'clock games in towards the end, get ready for the four o'clock games, a couple of them always tip off four o five, at least Eastern time, and then you kind of get rolling Four thirty games go by. Get going, Sunday Night Football, Carrie Underwood, lots of fun. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, you do that. Fast forward to Monday night. Hopefully it's a good matchup. Then you get ready for Thursday night. And then as soon as as you get ready for Thursday night, you check out next week's games. Get you excited for next week's games. Go, who do we get at 430? Are the Cowboys again? Awesome. Fast forward, check out the Thursday night game. Wait a minute. Jacksonville and the Titans? But haven't they played each other six times this year? Who cares? It's football. You got to take it week by week. When you do drop the schedule release in the middle of May, Unless you're buying season tickets, unless you work for the team or are playing in these games or betting on them or, or heavily, heavily, heavily invested, you're not going to remember the correct order. It doesn't make a difference now. We don't know how the season's going to pan out. We don't know if the good teams are going to stay good. We don't know if the bad teams are going to stay bad. We don't, it always surprises. That's the beauty of the NFL. Either don't tell us who they're playing until mid May and then have a schedule release and just kind of drop it so it kind of shakes everything up or do something different. I get it's great for social media. I get it's great for fans. I get it's great for people buying tickets, but I think it's a little overrated and I think they're they're doing too much with nothing at this point. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but like, come on, we know who they're playing. Unless you want to, unless you want, all right, side conversation. You want to have the leaks come out, put out leaks that are fake schedules so people think they're real and then kind of do a 180 and tell them eight o'clock and say, oh, we got you. That would be pretty cool. But if we find out 90% of the games, one o'clock in the afternoon from different Twitter accounts. I'm not going to sit in for a two-hour special on ESPN to look at a schedule. We don't know what's going to happen. We, the games are week by week, and the week, the season doesn't start for four months. So I get if you want to tell the teams, I get it. You want to tell the players, I get it. You want to tell fans you are buying tickets, I get it. But, like, come on. You're just showing us a schedule. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. All right. Let's get to it. Our first interview, recurring guest, NBC Sports Washington's Washington football team insider, J.P. Finley. My next guest is the Washington Football Team Insider for NBC Sports Washington, as well as the host of B Mitch and Finley on 1067 the fan. Ladies and gentlemen, recurring guest, JP Finley. JP is everything going for you. Zach, what's
1: up, dude? I think we're having connection issues. Can you hear can me? D- yeah, can you hear can you hear me at all? I heard you it just cut
0: out. Uh I'll I'll go I'll, I'll 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 figure it out. Uh how's everything going for you? Schedule release day. Don't know the Washington's full schedule slate yet. We know a few of the games. Is it going how's how's it going for you? Uh schedule release day is fun. I always try to like get
1: uh you know to break a couple games, one or two. I just think that it's fun to like reveal. I think it's kind of become like a fun scavenger hunt how yeah. you know some people are able to get report on a couple games and then other people are able to like start compiling the full list. And then like, I think the people that are really next level is the group that like goes through all the different compiled lists and determines like, all right, well, if the jets are playing the lions in week 10, that means the bears have to be playing the Cardinals and, and they really just deep dive on it. I just, I think it's fun. And you know, I've, I've done a bunch of schedule release days now as a reporter. And there was one year, it was either last year or two years ago, that the NFL went really hard on trying to clamp down on the schedule release. And, and I think that was a misstep. I think they're better off with it kind of getting out over the course of the day because it makes it way more of an event. And people yeah. are still going to tune in at night because we're all addicted to the product. So
0: yeah. that's it's my like it's like the NFL's version of Sudoku when they're trying to figure out and put all the pieces together. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. I know And I, I saw you just broke. Um, they're playing Kwanzaa, This 26th of December, uh, Dallas. So that's an interesting matchup right there. I know we got a couple – I saw a couple others. The Packers game got leaked. The Saints, both Giants games. And I think I saw the Raiders? the Raiders? I had the Raiders game. Raiders
1: game. Yeah, Raiders. the Raiders is week 13. Yeah. Yeah. But no. dude, it's all going to be out in what
0: I know. Yeah. Five hours.
1: Yeah. So it's it's
0: funny. Yeah. The NFL takes it super Uh, seriously.
1: I've heard, I've heard, and it looks like already with 16 and 18 at least, I think there's going to be a lot of division games on the back, uh, like the last you know month or whatever. And I think a lot of this schedule is going to come down to who can stay healthy late into the year. If all these division teams are playing each other, a ton late in the season.
0: Does anybody have any idea what any of the buys are going to be yet, or is that you got to wait for that?
1: The, it, I don't know this, but it has to be. It, they're sending them at Green Bay and then at Denver yeah. in back to back weeks, and yeah. one of those is a Thursday night game. I think the buy will come then. I thought the buy, so I did a mock schedule, which is both yeah. entertaining and stupid, but I thought the buy would be weak. Uh, all right, so let me – I'm driving, so forgive me if I don't have my, my math exact right here. Okay. I believe last year in a 17-game schedule, their bye came in week eight. So I believe this year – last year was a 17-week schedule, pardon me, and the bye was week eight. This yeah. year, an 18-week schedule, I think their bye is going to be week nine. And I believe that even more now that we're seeing that it's at Green Bay, at Denver, the two weeks before.
0: They should do some sort of contest before they release any of it. If somebody can nail all 32 teams, the entire schedule, give them a prize or something. Because like Warren Buffett could be in on that. I know he's not doing that tourney thing anymore. But if somebody can like hit every game, unless they have some intel coming in, I think it's just fun. Everybody's just guessing. But like this is kind of like the last big piece until kind of we move into like mini camps and that kind of stuff. And I want, and also watched yeah. and had some more news today signing uh, – they signed uh, Char- Charles Leno, Charles Leno, Leno from uh, the Bears. I think it's
1: Leno. Um, I don't know that, but I think it's Leno. Dude, I would also say I think I think to get all 32 teams' 17-game schedule right is harder than a perfect NCAA practice. Yeah, you, yeah. That, that's a fun question to ask, like a math person that can just yeah. run those numbers. But yeah. I would get – That's harder. Um, So Charles Leto, uh, I I reached out to somebody in Chicago and said he's a great guy, really hard worker. Dude hasn't missed a game since 2015. I think he started every game since 2016, and he started 13 games in 2015. So my guess is he has started, I mean, what is that? Almost six straight seasons? I mean, that's a durable player. Um, I think they're not sure Sam Cosby can go right away. So I think, uh, I think they'd like to let Sam Cosby kind of have a bit of a transition from the big 12 to the NFL. Cause I don't think the big 12 is the best. I think for skill players, it's a great place to come out of, but I think coming out of there for, uh, for trench folks might take a little seasoning. So I think Cornelius Lucas is probably pissed off, but maybe they view him as their swing tackle. I think, uh, I think Jaron Christian should be ready to go whenever these camps open up because his roster spot's got to be looking perilous.
0: Do you you think this is a, this is like a prove it, prove it year for him. What's his third or fourth year
1: for Christian? Well, I I think it's a prove it camp. I think he could be on the wrong side of the roster bubble. If you look at I I look at him and Apke and those are mid, you know, a third round pick in, in Christian, a fourth round pick in Apke from the previous administration that weren't able to get it done on the field in their first season with Ron Rivera. Now he has drafted and signed players at those positions that could be their potential replacement. I think you gotta, you gotta wonder long and hard about those two roster spots.
0: How would you grade their draft class as a whole? I think it was
1: good. I think it was a B, maybe B plus. I I think they played it safe. I think they attacked some needs. Um, I think you got to be happy with it, but who knows? I really like Derek Forrest, uh, the Cincinnati safety. I just love his attitude and his competitiveness. I, I, I really like De'Ami Brown. I think he is um, – people get so caught up in the speed between Terry and Samuel and now Diami. but I, I think Brown is a vertical threat even though he's not as fast as those dudes. I, I think he just has more of a knack for kind of double moves and, and, and get deep. Um, I'm excited to watch him big time. He also is really good at contested catches and and everybody got so excited when the comp for him was to Terry.
0: Yeah.
1: But the reason I think that comp is good and bad, Terry had a little bit of a reputation coming out of college of sometimes dropping easy catches and Deami Brown has a similar reputation. Terry by and large has, has shaken that habit. And you certainly hope Deami can do the same. With the
0: with the with their first election, when the trade came in, I think was at fourteen, and it said there was a trade before it said Chicago. Did you have any? Did you think at all it might have been Washington trading up to get Justin Fields? No, none.
1: Um, I wonder if they might have trade if he. I don't think Washington was going to trade at 10, 11, or twelve inside the NFC East. Um, if Fields maybe got to thirteen, things could have looked interesting, but I, I think the Vikings would have taken him at fourteen. Um, so I, I don't think they were going after a quarterback this year. How many times did Ron and Martin Mayhew say now with Fitz and and the gang? Um, and and I think that's real, man. I don't I don't think it's BS. So no, I did not think. They were drafting a quarterback. I, I mean, I said as much on air, on the podcast, all of it.
0: So, so if Mac Jones had slipped past New England, you think he would have slipped past Washington too at 19?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's where it gets interesting if one of those guys falls that far, right? But it didn't happen. Um, I, I don't know that they loved Mac, but I think they liked Fields. I don't know that they loved any of these dudes enough to go after one of them.
0: And then, obviously, the biggest news story of the draft is Aaron Rodgers is apparently unhappy with the situation now in Green Bay. Um, I've seen some mock trades to Washington. Um, I, I think I saw you tweeted out the one Bill Barnwell had. I think it was Ionitis, fits two firsts and two seconds. If you're Washington, are you taking that in a heartbeat?
1: I am I, like, but Beemich doesn't agree. Like my, on the radio, Beemich adamantly disagrees. Um, I would do anything not named chase young. Really? Um, the goal is to win a super bowl. Rogers gives you a chance to win a super bowl this year. If you want to argue about long-term success and, you know, sustainability, I don't know that Rogers is your guy. Cause he's, I think he's 38 or turning 38. And dude, I mean, you got to consider the track record of this dude, kind of the volatility or the, the diva ness, whatever you want to call it, like that kind of runs contrary to what Ron keeps talking about with culture and fit. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. The other one, the other one I, other one that I saw. That was, said, um, I would do it. I don't think Ron. I don't think Ron's going to do it, which is what matters. Interesting.
0: Even wow, that's see, the other one I saw was um I think NFL Network put one out. It was it was Montez Sweat, two firsts, one second, and a conditional fourth. But I, would you think they'd be willing to part with Sweat after what he did last year? What was the trade? I think I I think it was Cynthia Freeland, their like analytics person. They, it was Montez Sweat, two firsts, one second, and a conditional fourth for Rogers.
1: Um, I'm sorry. One more time. I'm, it
0: is scheduled yeah. day. I'm getting a bunch. Oh, of- good. Yeah, Montez Sweat, two firsts, a second, and a conditional fourth for Rogers. Sweat, Sweat, two firsts,
1: and a conditional fourth. Yep. Yeah,
0: I would do it. Yeah. 100%. It, it, I think, think Sweat's a good player, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. No, no. Um, do, you th- do you think there are any quarterbacks that maybe have been moved this offseason that they're they're soon going to regret not maybe making a move for, like Stafford, even Goff? Any of these guys have been moving around? I, I don't know if there's
1: any more coming. I think there will be a lot next offseason. I think 2022. Yeah. I think this is kind of what – it's going to look like going forward where you see quarterback movement where you previously didn't. And I think, dude, I mean, what happens with Kirk? What happens with Garoppolo? What happens with Matt Ryan? Um, I mean, there are starting caliber quarterbacks that there's going to be some major questions with.
0: Yeah. Are there, are there any quarterbacks next year's draft that intrigue you at all?
1: I haven't really looked, dude. I no. I mean, the kid from Carolina, the kid from Liberty would yeah. like – I'm not a scout. I'm certainly not a scout a year out. So,
0: yeah, and then and then with Washington, it's just free agency hall bringing in Curtis Samuel, grabbing William Jackson. Do you think they plugged every need? Is there still something you like? You still like to see them address? I mean, you never plug
1: every need, but I like what they did. I, I think Jackson's going to be really, really good for them. I like Curtis Samuel. Um, I, I think it was a highly productive session. I, I, I honestly, I think. Signing Charles Leno will be under-covered, under, under I guess, under-reported or under-discussed. But I think that's a huge part of this, too, because, you know, you try to get your left tackle of the future in Cosme, but you still need somebody this year if you don't think that's your guy. And it gives you some good depth. So I, I think the Leno is uh, – I, th- I think the Leno signing is important.
0: Yeah. Plus they can do is like a bunch of like uh what is it uh, late what is it called? Um like late night like uh you can do like little mock ups of that. Maybe try to get Jay Leno out there. Um there any and then I think I saw another one of your another tweet you had that you said that um you think there'll be more signings coming. Is there any guys that are still in the open market that you think might have a shot at playing in DC? Well,
1: I mean I tweeted that last week. So I think Leno kind of is one of those, right? Yeah. Um and I think they were waiting for after the compensatory formula to hit yeah, um, before they wanted to sign some guys. And uh, um, I think at this point, you got to kind of expect they're hoping to get an extra third. I don't, I don't think a Brandon Sheriff deal is happening. Um, I don't know if a John Allen deal is happening, but I, I don't believe they would tag him considering what a tag would look like. And, you know, you got guys like Aaron Donald driving that tag. I I don't think you can pay John Allen that kind of money. Um, So they might be looking ahead to compensation picks and wanted to wait. Now that could all change if say Matt Ryan gets released next year and they want to sign him and he, you're going to be paying Matt Ryan, even at whatever age he is, let's say conservatively, 27 million a season, so your, your compensation formula is completely thrown out at that point. But I, I do think it was a strategic move by Rivera Mayhew to wait on some of these veterans. Um, I don't think it's by accident.
0: Interesting. And I just got one last question for you. Are there any guys in the roster right now that you're expecting a huge year from that maybe fans aren't expecting them to have?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, one guy on the roster that's going to have a huge year that fans aren't expecting. I think Jackson's going to have a huge year. I think he'll be a pro bowl player. Um, uh, I think Matt Ioannidis coming back. Maybe people aren't talking about him, but he, I think Deron Payne is their best defensive lineman and I'm not counting the edge guy. Does their best defensive tackle. Um, and I think, but I think Ioannidis is probably their best defensive pass rusher. And that's tough because I think John Allen's a really great player too. They're all, they're, those guys are good. Um, but I think Ioannidis could, could see some sack numbers really pop if that defense plays like it's capable of. Um, maybe the coaching staff really liked what Bostick and Holcomb gave them in like the last three, four games of the year. So with another year in the system – and then you add the speed of Jamin Davis, maybe those guys could have a lot better years. Um, Offensively, I I wouldn't say there's a guy I'm really zeroed in on that's going to have a better year than fans expect. I think fans expect a lot. Maybe J.D. McKissick could get the ball a little more, could get some more carries rather than just catching it a
0: million times.
1: But I don't know. I feel like I named like 10 guys.
0: Yeah. And Actually, one one last quick one, because I know their RFK is soon to be imploded. What, where, what are your top two? I don't favorite? know how soon that's happening. Yeah. I heard well, that's happening in 2022. <laughs> so, is that soon? It's I, May, I have, 2021. I saw Doc Walker there, and I expected it, maybe it's going to be blown up this week, and then I saw Manley was there. But where where do you see this new stadium coming in? Do you, do you think RFK, the, the location, is even an option, or do you, are you expecting somewhere else?
1: I think it's certainly an option. I think it's certainly an option then. Um, I think the fact that they were there for whatever that program was, the fact that there was an official Washington football team event or meeting or whatever you want to call it, the fact that the Washington football team was officially back at RFK Stadium in some capacity I think is the best news on the stadium front anybody has heard in a long time. I think it could be complete political photo op. Because I think, I think Terry McAuliffe is going to become the Virginia governor again. And I think he's going to go hard to try to get a stadium in Virginia. Cause that's what he tried to do last time he was governor. Um, I think maybe not the state of Maryland so much, but I think Prince George's County very much wants to keep FedEx field in the County. And I think it helps them a lot from that. They already have a stadium there. Like it's, hard to build stadiums so when you already have one that gives you some sort of an advantage so i i don't know if it was just a strategic play to go have an event at rfk or if they're actually meeting with people that matter and they're like hey look remember when these guys played here how great everything was and it's just a way to kind of sweeten the pot but no matter what the fact that there was an official washington football team event at rfk stadium is a big deal because dude i don't I don't know, but I don't believe there has been any sort of official Washington football team. I'll say Redskins in this capacity because we're talking about the past. I don't think there's been anything official between the team and that stadium, that stadium authority, that location, since they moved out in 97 or whatever.
0: It's unbelievable it's it's
1: so that's, spe- that, that's my speculation right like yeah that's just my brain at work but it i don't know man
0: it seems like something's there and if 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 rfk wasn't the option do you think they're thinking it, it has to be along a metro line because i know that's a huge issue now especially if you're going to the games and you're going to the was it the new Carrollton station it's, it's like a mile and a half walk either you think they're thinking where
1: there's dude i swear people angst and complain over putting a stadium next to a Metro line way more than people actually take the Metro to the stadium. And maybe I'm wrong. Yes, dude. I get it for baseball. I get it for Wiz and Caps games, but the entire culture around the NFL is tailgating. People drive, people get in groups and drive to NFL games. They drive to football games. So I don't think you can sell a massive construction project like an nfl stadium i just i don't think you can sell that optically without metro without mass transit but i swear that is a bigger talking point than reality interesting interesting i don't know you
0: you grow up going to games zach I, well, I was. I'm, I'm in the Baltimore area. Oh, I live in Arlington now. I but from Baltimore, it's a nightmare getting to Landover. Just even, even, and it's just a whole day trip. And there's not really much okay. around there. You're kind of committed.
1: Sure, but like, would you have ever driven to a metro stop and then driven it and then Metroed
0: in? I have wow. done that. Yeah, I have done. Yeah, I have done that because it's, it's it's insanely cheaper than paying for parking. And parking is always there. Is always a nightmare there. And you can kind of just circumvent the entire thing. i never, never really What have I'm you big done big more thing. often? What have you done more often probably 50/50 parking in Metro but at the Metro it's you're it's like a different zip code you're walking from so it it's it's about if it was closer I would have probably Metro 80 90 percent of the times I've been but because I, parking I mean I, maybe maybe I'm wrong
1: on that like I allow that I'm wrong I just think yeah now I remember at RFK the Metro would be packed yeah um, and so maybe more people would Metro I just think culturally everything is about tailgating yeah and huge parking lots and throwing the football around in the parking lot and grilling bratwurst and you know what i mean like you're not doing that from the metro no i think i do i think the bigger infrastructure investment that stadiums need to make is uber lines ride share areas yeah. because the ride share and i go to a lot of nfl stadiums or at least i did before covid yeah. the ride share is always a disaster and oh, yeah. i think Way more – I think, dude, here's a business opportunity for somebody out there. If, if people can start holding tailgates and maybe it's 30 bucks to come to your tailgate, you get food and booze, you know, from 11 to 1 before a game, I think way more and more people would Uber to games just get dropped off if you knew you had easy Ubers home. And the problem is getting an Uber out of a game when everybody's yeah. leaving at once. Is a disaster. So I don't know how you fix all that. You need a
0: urban planner
1: or something, but
0: yeah. it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. I didn't even think about that. The point you noted about how you don't think there's been a connection with any former Washington football team affiliation at RFK in over twenty years, and so maybe maybe that leads to something because I don't even know when they're imploding it. But the fact that I'm pretty sure Mark Rippon was there, and I don't think he's in the area, so he must have made a hell of a trip to come over here. So maybe that signals something. But I guess that's that's news to to come up come in the future. Yeah, well, and and let me say I don't know that. Like I haven't asked. Oh yeah, it's just
1: speculation officially yeah. for that. And um to your point, I'm pretty sure Ribbon lives in Washington Washington State.
0: So that's a yeah. that's a trek. Yeah. So it's 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 really interesting. But um always a pleasure having you on. Really appreciate it. Um uh, people can listen to B Mitch and Finley on one oh six seven the fan, uh, 10 to 2 Monday through Friday, Eastern, also on the Odyssey app. And how can people follow you on social media? Well, they should listen to the Washington football team podcast too. That's what I do. That's football
1: talk podcast. Uh, just follow me, J.P. Finley, NBCS, on, on everything, Twitter and Instagram.
0: Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, always a pleasure. I can't wait for the season to start back up. At least we have basketball still going on now until baseball becomes the only thing. But uh, appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thanks, Zach. We have free agent offensive lineman Trey Turner. Trey, is the thing going for you? Welcome
2: not complain, boss. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I want to, I'm want i wondering, five-time Pro Bowler, why are you still a free agent? What's going on with this?
2: Sometimes that's the way she blows, man. Just waiting on the call.
0: Hey, have you, you worked out for anybody? Anything on the amend? Anything coming up? Not yet.
2: Just waiting on the call, boss. All
0: right, man. It's coming. It's coming. Um, so what have been your thoughts on the off season as uh, just kind of just been working out, just kind of been getting ready? And I was gonna ask kind of your thoughts on any some of these other signings, any of the moves some of these teams have been making that kind of catch your attention.
2: Uh just same same off season for me, man. Nothing changed really. It's the Nothing. same off schedule. None, none too dramatic going on. Oh, cool. um, pretty chill, bro. To be honest, yeah. it's the first chill off season I've had. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. So I, I saw a video you did. I'm not sure who it was with in the last month or so when you called yourself the self-proclaimed the most stylish man in America. So mm-hmm. I want to ask about. So I know you're a big, big shoe guy. Can you talk about the little
2: bit? I'm just a big clothing guy in general. Um, whether it be shoes, jeans, shirts, whatever it is. I just like clothes, man. I just like the aesthetic of of putting together a a nice fit.
0: Oh, cool. I was going to ask you, so I know you're a big sneaker guy. Do you have, I also, so we we have the same shoe size. You you have these.
2: You're a 13?
0: I'm a 13, man. Hey, you got these? I'm special. Yeah, man. Get these off Amazon. They got the two-day shipping. So, you know, this is a real deal. Yeah, Um, Ops. Wanted to ask your thoughts on. um, So we've got the draft coming up in a couple weeks. Do you have any advice for kind of some of the guys getting ready? I know it's a little different this year than when you came out.
2: Uh, yeah. Advice, man. Nah, just just play ball. It's just football. Um, it's nothing different than what you've already been doing. It's just more football now with more free time. Just play ball.
0: Cool. I want to ask a little bit about your career, a little bit. Um, so I know you're from New Orleans. Do you always want to be? Uh, you always want to go to LSU?
2: Uh, you can say that. Yeah, for the most part. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Did, did was Coach O there when you were there? Or did he come after?
2: No, I was there with uh Les Miles. So Les okay. Miles. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. So, so what, what was that experience like? Did you kind of was it an easy adjustment coming from high school to playing at one of the biggest colleges in the country, or was it, did you take a little time?
2: Uh, I don't think it was too big of a deal for me. I went. I'm from New Orleans, so I went to yeah. Saint. Alb- High school, um, and going from that, playing at LSU was just—it's right up the road. So it was—it was comfortable for me, I guess. I, I
0: And then I also saw that I saw you and Tyron Matthew went to the same high school together. What was that like? What was he like growing up with?
2: It was cool. He was a great above me. Um, good football player. Great football player for real.
0: Did you, I think I saw some old interview or old article that you, you were like, we kind of knew him before he kind of hit that national stage. Did you, did you see him having all the success he's having in his career?
2: Uh, Man, like it goes back to the advice I gave. You just play football, man. You just play football. Good things happen.
0: Oh, cool. Um, And this, of course, what was your draft process? Like, you know, Carolina was looking at you.
2: Years ago, Uh. Yeah, no, not really. No, no.
0: Uh, oh, and then um, what was uh it was the draft night? Did you did they kind of give you inclination they were that they were gonna get you or was this kind of a complete surprise for you?
2: No, I had no clue. I was a really? second day, I, I was third round, so I, I had no clue.
0: Did you do any do you have like a fun draft party or do anything in special? Yeah, man.
2: Well honest with my people and honest with the fam, kicking it at the house. Um big vibes. That's awesome.
0: Did Rivera call you or who called you?
2: Yeah, I talked to Rivera that night. Um, I talked to John Masco, uh Gettleman, uh who drafted me, Dave. Um yeah. Oh cool. Oh, cool.
0: That's awesome. Um, do you remember your first time meeting Cam Newton?
2: The day after. <laughs> yeah, How the cool. day I got drafted.
0: How long did it take you to get used to his 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 uh texting styles?
2: Uh when I it was not like that. No, 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 I was in, like, 2014. Oh, where, oh interesting. Where, where, where were you in 2014? I
0: had just graduated. I was in my first year at, uh, I went to Towson. So, yeah, just graduated. Okay. Yeah, no, so that's, so. um Oh, so, so you
2: some? went to Towson. I trained with a guy who went to Towson. Oh. Uh, he was a running back. Oh, uh, What's his name? Terrence yeah. West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have.
0: Yeah. I've never met him yet. He's like thousand legend because I know him. Him, Jermon Bushrod, Flacco's brother's been trying to get in the league. Um, and there's one, uh, Shane Leatherberry. I don't even know Shane Leatherberry. He he was on the training camp with uh, the Cardinals last year. A couple thousand guys, not not too many. Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. And then so, um, did what was that first training camp like with the Panthers? Was it just kind of just just kind of getting adjusted.
2: It was just playing football, bro. Like playing football with more uh, with more free time. It was no different than me going to LSU. Um, except that I didn't have to go to uh, study hall. I didn't have class per se. I just had more free time. So um it was just honing in on your skills, on your free time.
0: Were there any vets you kinda looked to for advice or just kinda just kinda get more adjusted the yeah.
2: game? Ryan Khalil was a big help in my career. Definitely a, a guy that, that helped steer me the right way.
0: That's awesome. And then what was it kind of like just like break, so that your second season kind of breaking onto the national scene and you're having all this success. What was that like for you as a third, as a, as a day two pick? So like Some people maybe like didn't even passed over on it and you're like, all right, I'm not going to show them.
2: Uh, I don't want to look at it like that. I mean, whether well, I went third round or no round, I knew what I could do. Like, so it just was, I knew it just, you saw. Yeah. So it's been, awesome. it was different
0: question who's the toughest toughest pass rusher you've had to block in your career so far mm.
2: a lot of them boys good uh the toughest i don't know i don't have a i don't have a tough ask me that in a few more years <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then so i want to ask this, was it i'm correct if i'm wrong 2016 season you guys took over took over the league
2: 2016. Uh,
0: 15. 15. so what was that like just that that insane winning streak and you guys were just dominant what was that was all that like
2: Felt like high school, felt like college. Like it just was fun. Like, um, it was not it wouldn't if we was gonna win, it was how much we was gonna win by. So that was the difference. But it was cool, man. Definitely, definitely something that you cherish. That's that's not something that happened every year. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And then I've questioned you've been so your five Fribbles, right? Yeah. All in Orlando or you're gonna them in Hawaii? Because I think they gotta move it back to Hawaii.
2: Uh the one that was in Hawaii, I missed. We went to the Super Bowl that year. Oh,
0: well, that's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, what was that experience like in, with the game? I know you guys came out on the on the uh, on the short end, but what, what was that experience like? Just playing at the biggest level,
2: we lost.
0: Yeah. yeah. A couple more questions. I'll no over here. Uh, oh, um. So I'm in the DC area. You played with Taylor Heineke kind of before, kind of broke on the national scene. What was he like? Do you have any fun stories about him?
2: Oh man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nah. nah, he, he he's a great, he's a he's a fun guy. He, he's, he is a fun guy. That's my dog. That's my dog. No. No. I would. Uh,
0: no, were you so when they when they went up, when they uh kind of kept they kept up with Tampa in that wild card game? Did you did you see him playing that well? Were you, were you just trying to remodel?
2: I mean it's it goes back to what I've been saying, and I, I live with that, man. You just got to play ball, bro. Like you, it don't matter who it is, it no matter when it is, or how it happened. You just play ball. You play ball. You play ball the right way. It's gonna shake for you. So um, that's somebody that I've been able to see in practice. You know, we he goes he goes out in practice each week, and he he has to give a defensive look. So I've been I've seen him be you know a scrambler. I've seen him be a pocket passer. I've seen him be everything that that he had to be. So he has the skills. So it wasn't surprising. It just got the opportunity, that's all.
0: So you you would not be surprised to see him uh, take – be the starting quarterback for Washington this year over Ryan Fitzpatrick?
2: I don't know about none of that, but no. I wasn't surprised what, what he did when he got in the game. Like when when he got the opportunity to play, I wasn't surprised that he balled.
0: I have a question. What was it, What's it like blocking for Cam, just a guy who's so mobile,
2: just all over the field? Uh, Cam a baller. Um, that was fun. Uh, we had some great times. We had a we had a run. Like, uh, we we legit had a run. You know, I said uh, at least a two, three-year run where I said we we built up steam and then we finally get got to where we wanted to be. It just didn't work out.
0: Um, do you think people are kind of, like, counting him out a little bit since he left Carolina? Because I think he, he did well last year before he had COVID. Do you you think he's still got some more left in the tank?
2: For sure. I think uh, – you got whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I don't think in no. No person can put a cap on what you can do. Only yourself can do that. So I mean, as long as he wants to play, he's gonna ball.
0: Okay. I, mean, I have a question. What's it like being coached by Ron Rivera? He's here in D.C. now. He's awesome. He's, I, I I can't even imagine what he had to deal with last year. What was he like in Carolina? Just, just you
2: know. yeah. Yeah, I, I got a lot of respect for for Coach Rivera, man. That's that's my dog. Somebody I could call on. Somebody I could you know, just have a conversation with. And it ain't just about football. It's, it's just about life experiences and what was going on. And uh, it's just a real person. You know, it, he's a great person if you come in contact with him. Yeah.
0: Were you surprised he was able to handle all the challenges that were thrown in this past year, or did you kind of, like, he, he's. Nah.
2: Uh-huh. nah, He built for everything that come his way.
0: Is he, is he, do you think he's the best coach you've ever had? Or less Miles?
2: Uh, I mean, I had some, I had some, some really, really good coaches. Um, but he's up there.
0: Oh, cool. Um, question right now in your opinion who, who do you think is the best uh offensive lineman in the national football league
2: mm-hmm. that's tough i mean it's, it's debatable it's definitely debatable uh i think they got some really good young young guys that's coming up and i really think they got some some older guys that's still rocking man so um yeah i don't i don't have I don't want to just single out nobody because I don't want to leave out nobody because they got a lot of ballers.
0: And then, for, um, are there any LSU guys we should be remembering their names for as when the draft comes up? to be like, are right,
2: these guys are going to ball last year? Maybe this year's just yeah, every, every last one of them. I feel like we we at least we have spurts like like every 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 person that comes out of LSU has a time where they shine in the NFL, and I firmly believe that. So yeah, all, all my all my young boys.
0: What, did you go to the national
2: championship game a couple of years
0: ago when uh, when they won it all?
2: No, man, I didn't. I missed that.
0: Um, that's interesting. Um, I, also, I think I just saw they got the top tight end recruit in the country today. So that's going to be, that's pretty cool. Um, so I wanted to ask, so past year, what, what made you, so I think, so it's trade, traded traded the Chargers? Mm-hmm. What, what was that whole experience like?
2: It was in the middle of COVID, so it was weird, different you know, it's a job, man. It come with the territory.
0: So, did you did you see Justin Herbert having all the success? I know, you, I know, you, you missed a little bit of the season with injury. Uh,
2: dude's a baller, bro. Saw the opportunity. I hate, I hate that question. Like, did you see it, somebody? At, because you don't, know, you don't count nobody out. That's my teammate. So anything that he, I, shit, I, I hope he does that. You know what I'm saying? But you don't. Know, I don't. I don't want to say you don't. I don't not look for it, but it's not. It's like that's what they were bought here to do. And second to that, do the baller. I mean, he was picked where he was picked for a reason.
0: Yeah. Um. And then, so I know you. You showed you had a little bit of injuries last year. How are you doing physically right now? You all. You all good to go?
2: Yeah, I feel good.
0: And what, what was that like playing during the pandemic? Because a lot of tests. Can't really do much. What was that as I could player?
2: Um. It was different. It was. It. It was to the point where. You didn't know what was gonna happen the next day. So you just kind of took it day by day, stride by stride, you know what whatever circumstances came with it. Uh one day you may wake up, they tell you don't come to work today. X amount of people tested positive, and then an hour later they tell you it was it was a false positive. And it's it, was, it was a lot, but it was uh it got through it for the most part.
0: Is it weird playing in, with no no fans and attendance?
2: Yeah, it was. It was weird. Was it, did
0: the pipe could, could, do you, could you, could you, could you, t- was it, could you tell pretty clearly like even though it was the pipe, would, we, would you prefer the piped in noise or just have, just have it be like it normal?
2: Uh, well, it wasn't really piped in noise. Oh, they um, do it? Yeah, I mean, they did, but like the, from, from the way that, I'm guessing the way that you saw it on TV yeah, it, it didn't sound like that in the stadium. No, it, they just played that on. Oh, really? The, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Nice to me. Yeah, they that it didn't sound like that in the stadium they just was playing noise so it could sound like that for you that's
0: unbelievable. I, I figured that that's why I, I at all yeah
2: it was, it was literally you could it sounded like crickets i mean you, they'll play music sometimes they have they had fan noise but it was it can't be loud yeah. so you know
0: then i ha- i had uh, austin eckler on the other day and i know cuz you guys were on hard knocks last year but it was mm-hmm. not like real hard knocks it was just, he said you could barely see any of the cameramen Was it just kind of like it was there
2: uh with hard knocks
0: yeah he said he said they were, they were all distant he said they were just camera he said you oh. didn't even come in contact with them
2: no nah, the hard knocks was hard knocks was weird and the weird thing about hard knocks is they had these cameras that just panned and like scoped on everything. But you didn't know if it was for the hotel because like where the main station or where our training camp was, was a hotel. So you didn't know if it was necessarily the hotel cameras or if you didn't know if it was the hard knock cameras, unless you were in your specific rooms. But they had cameras literally all around the whole hotel. We worked out at a hotel. Um, We ate at the hotel. Like the hotel is the epicenter for everything. So yeah. Um, the only time I really saw the hard knocked cameras was when uh, I probably we had film. Uh, like I said, you the camera will follow you, so if somebody's talking to the pan to the back or the pan to the front, a little different, but yeah. You know.
0: do, do you think a lot of, most of the guys just don't don't even want to deal with it, or what, what do they tell you guys? Like, hey, just, just act normal, what, what's
2: it? <laughs> Act normal, <laughs> um. My coach wasn't a particular fan about that. He, was, he would he'd sometimes try to put a towel over it or something like that.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's a, I feel like HV doesn't like that. Um
2: yeah. <laughs> now, sometimes sometimes too much content is bad. Yeah. That's why.
0: Um and then so this uh this
2: off really really thought it sounded like that in the stadium?
0: Yeah. That I I was looking at the person, they just blown up the speakers and they're just blasting no. it just so it got, it, no. There's, nothing, there's no sound going on. It's just you just you could just hear the guys talking. That's
2: unbelievable. Hearing people talking and getting hit. That's and then if somebody if somebody had a big hit, you hit a, you hear the other sideline screaming and yelling, and vice versa. So yeah, it was it was one of those type of days.
0: Is that is so far the nicest stadium you've ever been in? Because
2: I know fans haven't been there yet. Uh yeah, so so far real nice. It's a real nice stadium. Okay,
0: cool. That's awesome. Um, and then so going into towards the end end of the year, um, um, your time of the Chargers come to the end. Um, what are you, you, you reaching out to teams, kind of just keeping in contact with teams, or just kind of saying like, "Hey, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready"? Or uh, what's that, what's that old mindset process like?
2: I let Drew Rosenhaus handle it, boss. Hey. Uh, let him, and I just, I just work out, man. I do what I play football, so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take care of that, and let him take care of the other side.
0: Oh, cool. And I see you got the Nats. I don't know. Ask you before we start recording. So you, you so if you, are you ever do you get confused for Trey Turner on the Nats a lot?
2: Uh, nah, I think, you know, really? I speed the same, but other than that, a little different, but uh, nah, uh, just a few times, just a few times with, with people on Twitter and stuff, that's how we got, that's how I was able to kind of have a chat with him or whatever, but yeah, nah, I, I just like the hat. There's it's no, I, I, now, I ain't even, I ain't know you're from D.C., boss. i seen Yeah when we got on, you got really excited about the hat.
0: Yeah, I'm like, wait, we got the, you got the nats, and I'm like, I'm actually got my jacket. That, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah, and then what was I, I was gonna say got another thing for you on here. Um, let's see. Um,
2: let's see. Um, let's see. Um, oh, so you cut all this up and make it look pretty.
0: What's up? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I can throw the throw a little background on it. Um, just gonna ask, just kind of like, what do you think so far? What do you think is like the standout moment in your your career that when you're thinking about it so far that you're like, all right, like th- th- that was unbelievable. Anything? Jump off the your mind? Uh, hmm,
2: that's a good question. Um, I don't know, man. I I I've had a blessed career. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't erode it. Up until this point, I couldn't order no better than what it is, man. Um, I don't know, man. The story, the story, is still being told. So we're gonna see. But I mean, I made five straight Pro Bowls. That was dope. But I mean, it was cool. Um, I just, I, I, haven't been around a lot of good people, man. have been able to like form a lot of good relationships with people, and you know what I'm saying. Just, just, just be able to see the other side of the game. Like, I'll give you an example of what I'm saying. I work out with a guy named Jackie Slater, he a hall of famer. Of course. If I, if I didn't play, I wouldn't have never had that relationship. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have never been able to to, to hone in on, on everything that, that he's given me. And I'm just saying that to say, that sometimes the game be deeper than the game. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's about the, the relationships and the people that you meet. You know what I'm saying? And I've been taking advantage of that. And I think that's something that that is fulfilling. So I he think was, that's that's one of the – being a good person, like and being a good football player. That's probably like my biggest flex. Yeah, he he was over to Zeus Pacific, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, because I know they're
0: because because his son's on the paths, especially Matthew. Uh-huh. Yeah, did you did you did you reach out to a lot of foreign players to kind of get to get their pick their brains or not?
2: Just nah, kid. I know that kind of it. That kind of fell in my lap. Uh, I've been knowing Jackie for a while, since like 2014. And that kind of fell in my lap with uh one of my older coaches. And uh, it's, like I said, it's just about forming that bond. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't have to, like, the gems that he's giving me now, he, he don't have to do that. You know and The little conversation and, and the little insight that I'm getting from him is priceless. It's something that I can't, it can't be bought. You know what I'm saying? It can't really be sold either. So I just appreciate being a good person and people seeing that and wanting to look out. And I think that is an important thing.
0: Yeah, and I also want to ask you, so I know you do a lot in the community. I saw you did some stuff around Thanksgiving. Can you talk about that a little
2: bit? Yeah, man, just always trying to look out for the kids, you know, uh, always about the family, but more more so sure than anything, is about the kids. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm fortunate, uh, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm in a position that I couldn't have seen myself being in a while back, so. I just try to pay it forward, and you know, just just do what I can. I can't do everything, but a little bit I can do. I just I just try to aid where where I can, yeah. you know, yeah. just leave print when when possible. Yeah,
0: awesome, awesome. Well, that's really a question. Really have um, How can people find you on social media? Keep up with you, and just keep up with you day to day, and just keep track.
2: Of uh, can't, can't we can't we like get back like in the link? On Twitter is uh, Trey underscore Turner, and on Instagram is T T U R N two one. I'm there. Awesome.